Happy Halloween! Today it's all about tricks and treats. Our treat for you today is an ad-free show, and if you're up for treating us, we love cookies from coffee.com. It's a super easy way to support the show, and we rely on you to help us keep running. So don't be a trickster, be a treater, and help us out at coffee.com forward slash how in the hell. That's actually spelled ko-fi.com, or just go find the link on the homepage of our website, which is howinthehellpodcast.com. So we have a terrifying show for you today, all about the house we grew up in. We're calling this episode, Welcome to What the Hell House. <laughs> so Jenny and Carrie are here to share a collection of creepy tales that happened in our childhood home. And some are being told here for the very first time. This is Kim A. Floden, and you're listening to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? Quick note, as always, today's episode includes swear words. One more thing, we have another treat for you today. Stay tuned after this episode to preview my other podcast called How to Fall in Love with Yourself Toolkit. You'll find everything you need to know about how to fall in love with yourself for the month of November. Stay with us. Growing up in a haunted house can make you feel like you're losing your mind. There always seemed to be things happening that just didn't quite make sense. And all seven of us kids learned to cope by keeping our lips zipped and pretending that things were okay. Here's our sister Jenny sharing two terrifying memories from when she was just a little kid. So growing up, I always had anxiety and trouble sleeping, especially in grade school. And it continued through junior high and high school. But this was in grade school. I think I was probably in first or second grade. And it was a night like many, many and any other night where I was laying in bed. Everybody else was already asleep in this bedroom of all five of us. And I'm just laying there worried about everything, you know, whatever terrible things are going to happen. The sky is falling. And I decide to get out of bed and creep at least down to the bottom of the stairs where I can hear the TV. So, you know, like the daytime kind of reality feelings takes over the weird nighttime anxiety feeling. I, I start rolling out of the bed. And so I think Aaron and Sky or Aaron and Carrie, I can't remember if it was Aaron and Carrie or who I was sharing the bed with, but I roll out the side and um, I'm a pretty little kid still. So I step down on the edge of the bed frame and instead of stepping onto the metal bed frame, I step onto a fleshy hand and I fucking freaked out. I mean, I was so terrified. Instead of getting back into bed, I leapt as far as I could from the bed because I knew there was something under there with another hand oh, that was going to reach out from my ankles. 
So I leapt and ran up those two stairs we had in our bedroom to get up to the hallway level and then booked down to the second to the bottom stairs of, you know, the main stairs because I would get my ass whooped if I went all the way down. So that was always my MO. If I got scared, I would go down to the second to the bottom stairs. Yep. I, you weren't the yeah. only one who did that. No, I know. I, we all did. Yeah. So I and sat it, That down was a long and, flight of stairs. It was. It was. So I went down 11 of the 13 stairs and sat on that second to the bottom stair because now it was like I could hear Johnny Carson two rooms away in the living room. And I'm like, okay, everything's fine again. I can hear Johnny Carson. We're all good. There's nothing scary. And at the same time, I know... Like, I'm going to have to go back up to bed at some point, and there's this fleshy thing under the bed with one hand up on the bed rail that's just waiting for me to come back up. So I sat there and sat there and sat there and sat there, and I finally got the nerve to go back up. And I mean, it was probably an hour later. Went back upstairs finally, scared to death, first or second grade, however old that is, six, seven years old. And I have to get, so I have to go down the stairs so this is in the dark, you know, we couldn't turn lights on. In the dark, I have to go down those two stairs to get back into the bedroom. And then I'm walking my way towards the bed, which is only like probably, you know, six feet. But as a little kid, it's all these steps. Mm -hmm. And I got, I got to where I calculated the creature couldn't reach out and grab my ankles. Oh, and I could, but I could still launch myself into the bed and make it. And that's exactly what I did. I like ran and flew through the air into the bed and I made it into bed and I went under the covers where, you know, whatever uh, universal laws are, you go under the covers and you're safe. And I was <laughs> safe. I don't know what I stepped on, but it was definitely a fleshy hand. You never figured out what the monster under the bed might have been? Like, did you know? No, and I didn't want to figure it out. I didn't want to fucking know. I just wanted to live through the night. Did you look in the morning though? Or, oh or did you just pretend it never happened? Pretended it never happened. Yep. There was a lot of that in that house. Actually. Yeah. That was the only way to cope. That was the only yep. way to cope. The only other truly like scary thing that happened to me when I was really little in that house was um, I was upstairs in that same, in that same bedroom, but it was just an ordinary day. I think it was a summer day and I was up there during the afternoon, probably trying to find my swimsuit to go to the pool. Cause that's what we did every single day. Everybody else was either not at home or downstairs. I know I was upstairs alone. And I came walking out of the bedroom. And I had to walk across that hallway. So past the attic stairs into the bathroom where, mm -hmm. you know, the laundry was. Because I couldn't find my suit. And I'm walking past the attic stairs. And I thought I heard, like, a little rattle or a little something. And I'm like, you know, that's not good. But I wanted to go to the pool, so I went into the bathroom, into the laundry, found my suit, and as I'm walking back through, I heard, boom, 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 somebody coming down the attic stairs towards me, and I ran my ass oh, down, <laughs> down the stairs so fast, and I was not kidding you, I was so terrified that I never said anything to anyone about it. In fact, it was years later until I, I think I was an adult before I ever told that story because for months afterwards, I was never upstairs alone. I made it a point that I was never upstairs alone. And you know how hard that can be. As a little kid, I just was whatever, whatever I need to go upstairs and get, I'm going to wait till somebody else goes upstairs and then I'm going to go upstairs and get it too. And mom called me on that after a couple of months. Like she had 
figured it out or noticed it. And she's like, what, are you scared of going upstairs by yourself? And, you know, of course, I just, no, you know, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. And I was so scared to tell any of the rest of you because I knew everybody would make fun of me. I, I just, it was too serious and too scary to let you guys make fun of it. So I didn't tell anybody. I just made it a point for a long time to, after that to never be upstairs alone. I didn't find this out until we were all adults. And I think it all, it came out when we were all adults that all of us were terrified of the top of the stairs when it, when you yeah. got to the hallway Yep. Like anytime you were going going to go down the stairs, you had to go as fast as you could. <laughs> and we all became like experts at going like three three stairs at a time. Because I there's still, something behind yeah, you. I still can't go down <laughs> any stairs, whether I'm at where I'm at almost 50-year-old adult, and I can't go downstairs slowly because there's only one way to do it based yeah. on my childhood. <laughs> and it is kind of funny that there's so much shit that happened that a lot of us didn't talk about until we were adults. adults. I was an adult before I told that story. But the thing, I mean, that blew my mind to find out that it wasn't just me that always felt like there was something awful right behind me. Yeah. Right on that landing at the top of the stairs and that you always had to go down them 100 miles an hour. The house we grew up in was large. It was an old Victorian that was built in around 1880 and had a distinctly gothic vibe, especially after our mom painted it a shade of gray that was almost black. But it was still only a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath house, and we had seven kids, two parents, and an assortment of dogs, cats, birds, and more living there. We also had the most kids on the block, so our house was the headquarters for every kid in the neighborhood. It was also as you've heard, haunted as hell. Here's Carrie with a story of something that somehow moved in the night. It reminded me of a story of something that happened to me in that damn bedroom. Same kind of thing. I think I was about 11. No, probably, 12, probably a little older than that, 12, 13. And we were all tucked away in our beds and all sleeping and I don't remember the arrangement. You and Kim slept together. I think me and Aaron slept together. And then Sky was on that day bed, maybe. Yeah. And so me and Aaron, we were at the far end of the bedroom so that our heads would be against the far wall. Right. And, and you, you guys, guys were facing the door of the bedroom. Yeah. Right. You yeah, were directly in line of sight from the door. Fucking sucked. Kim and Jenny, you're on the other wall. We're like in an L shape with the beds. Yeah, yeah right. We were perpendicular away. to the door. Yeah. And over in the far right corner... In the near right corner was a dresser, which was mine. One night, it's the middle of the night, and I get woke up by hearing this kind of a clunk, kind of something hit the floor is what it was. You know, something hit the floor. And then I hear this weird... The hell? This weird, this sound coming across this floor, and it's, it's kind of a mechanical, metallic kind of... Some, it's, something is rolling across the floor, basically, yeah. is what it was. And then it gets right to where I am. It like rolls right up to the side of the bed. You. And then does that of something settling, you know, like a coin or something, you know, yeah. sounds down. Yeah. And I'm just like. It's like oh. a deranged Furby. Yeah. Well, or I don't know. I mean, it was, clear, it was an object. Clearly it had just moved 
from one corner of the room to the other corner where I was. Had Something had hit the floor, rolled across the floor, and settled down right next to me. God. And, and it didn't wake anyone else up, or if it did, none of you said a word, <laughs> right. know, which is we possible. doing our usual thing, <laughs> yeah, pretending that, that didn't, didn't happen. happen. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> and all I could do is just lay there, and, I mean, you know, your heart is going boom, 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 boom. And uh, it's like, what is next to me? What is next to me? But you don't dare look. Right. That's, you know, that brings it all to life. So you, so I get, you, you do, like you say, you go to the, to the, the, the I can't even talk, denial <laughs> mode. And I get up in the morning and it's a little round mirror. Remember how, you know, we all had the handheld mirrors with, mm -hmm. you know, the plastic and then, and we always all broke them. So you'd wind up with just the, the mirror, the mirror part. Yeah, the, the round case. mirror. Yeah. And that's what it was. It had been sitting on my dresser. I knew it was there because it was a mirror. I'm a 13-year-old girl. It had somehow gotten off the dresser, rolled on its edge over to the bed, and then settled on. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, uh, you know, what the fuckity fuck? That I is... literally, I mean, I tried to be, you know, I'm going to, okay, well, because this is me. You know, I'm I'm the cynical one. Me and you, Jenny, we're the cynics that always, <laughs> I mean, it's like, Okay, how did this happen? There had to be a way. This just fell off and rolled, yeah. what, eight feet until it was right next to my head. I, I mean, I literally spent time the next day trying to figure out how to make this fall yeah, off like the dresser. Testing, testing the physics of it. Is the house yes. sloping? Yeah. The, yeah. Yes, because there's got to be an explanation. You know, don't be a fraidy cat. There's got to be an explanation. There's no fucking explanation. <laughs> nope. You know? And there's so many stories of that. You know, I always felt like that whatever the ghost was in that house was fairly benevolent. But yeah, was it just prankster. wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Just wanted to fuck with you. Yes. <laughs> Our last story is all about the man in the house. And no, I'm not talking about Crazy Larry, also known as our dad. No, there was another man, and both Jenny and Carrie had startling and scary encounters with him. Stay with us. Quick note, Jenny refers to Chris in this story, who is one of our brothers. Jenny, was it you that saw someone following you down the step? That was me. I have not Oh, let's that hear story. that one. And that's another one I did not tell till way later because it was the only time I've actually seen something in that house like a physical a person it was a person it was in junior high when this happened and my best friend missy we spent virtually every school activity night together every weekend night together and her dad was cool he would always be the driver so the two of them would come and pick me up and i would wait for them at the front door if you remember the front door was right at the bottom of the stairs that go upstairs mom and dad at that time anyway had a uh, like a storm door so it was glass from top to bottom and then the big wood door so I had the big wood door open and I was standing there and the lights were on behind me in the hallway downstairs and upstairs so I'm watching out the door for them to pull in and as I'm standing there I see somebody coming down the stairs behind me and there's you know how many other people live in the house plenty so I'm just kind of watching to see who it is you know at first all you see in the reflection you know you can just see the top steps so I just see their legs coming down and I'm like you know is Chris like dressed up for a band concert because it's, it's very like pleated very dressy pants coming down I'm like very shiny shoes and it just didn't make sense of anybody and as it keeps descending 
I'm seeing more and more it's like a long, a longer, very formal jacket. And it, it's a very stately man with gray hair and gray facial hair and a, a longer um, suit jacket, you know, a little bit longer than we wear nowadays. Coming down the stairs, I've realized, you know, of course, when I start to see that it's not somebody in our house, that I'm not having a normal experience here. <laughs> this is freaking terrifying. I don't know how else to explain it, but other, when you're in a situation where you're scared for your own life or your own sanity, you lose track of everything. So I don't know how much time went by. I don't know how, I don't know if I said or did anything. I don't know if I made any noise. I just know by the time he descended to the point where his reflection was behind my own reflection in the door, I was out the door. I was, I was out yeah. the door. Sitting on the curb. <laughs> yeah, safe no spot. Oh my gosh. That's, there's so many other stories Ooh. about that. But yeah, I just, yeah, no, I have, I couldn't tell you if it was five seconds, 10 seconds. I couldn't tell you. He was very dashing older man. I mean, he looked, he was dressed up. I mean, he was very stately looking. He certainly wasn't scary. It wasn't like a scary ghost picture. It was just like, who is this dude coming down my stairs looking like he's from another century? Well, you, I know I've told you guys a story of the, of the guy that I saw in the kitchen. Tell it again. When I was like nine or 10, I was in the kitchen at night doing the dishes because it was my night to do the dishes. And I'm pretty sure every night was my night to I do the dishes. I was just about to say, I thought every night was. <laughs> no, it was you and me, Carrie, every night. It was. So I was washing dishes at the sink, which faced to the east. The east, yes. Mm -hmm. And then behind me would be, I'm facing, there's a wall, there's a window I'm looking out, right? Behind me is, if you turned around and walked, you would get, you go to the left and be in the living room, right? Mm -hmm, right. And that's where you guys were all in there watching television. The whole family's in there watching television. So you're not that far away from me. If I would have turned around and walked straight, I'd walk into that little laundry room we yeah, had. Yeah, the fridge and the washer and dryer were in there. Yeah. Yep. And that was the room that we had been told by other people, old timers in Sturtville, used to be where they put the people to die. The sick room. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> when it was a boarding house. Yeah, the dying room. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I'm washing the dishes and something makes me turn around and look into the laundry room, you know, across the way. And there's a guy standing there. Yeah. Oh, I remember him very clearly. He wasn't very tall, but he was wearing a suit. It was either a black or dark brown suit, a very dapper. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's very, guy. very well dressed in this suit. And I think he had a mustache. I don't remember any graying hair. I swear he was holding a cigar. And I know he had like a bowler or derby hat on his Yes, head. yes, yes. Seriously? <laughs> yes, for sure. Oh, God, yes. There was a hat was part of the outfit. Yeah, he was very natty. I think that's mm -hmm. what they used to say was natty. <laughs> and I remember thinking it was like a 1920s kind of look. And he was also but kind of translucent. Well, right. That's he the thing. It was like he was in a bubble. Yeah, it like, wasn't, it was very much a, it wasn't a ghost. It was a human. You could make out features, but it was mm -hmm. also kind of see-through. It was weird. It was like he had yeah. bubble film off over him or something. Translucence, yeah. So I look at this guy and I'm like, uh, I guess it's the same thing like you say, Jenny. I mean, your your brain just goes, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just stood there staring at him for a minute. 
and he's looking at me, but he's not really moving. I, so I did the only logical thing that made sense. Now, well, no, I mean, to me, because I'm a freaking weirdo. The <laughs> logical thing would have been to run into the living room screaming. Right, right? where everybody or, was. Where your but do you do, make him a is. cup of coffee? <laughs> <laughs> no, I stopped what I was doing and very calmly, instead of going to the left where my entire family was, which would have meant passing by him, mm-hmm. I went to the right we had the big, huge kitchen and went out the back door. <laughs> it's, it's, it's dark out, right? And that means I have to walk all the way around our great, big, huge house. Yeah, to the front door. Come in the front door, come all the way through our big, huge house to and get act to the like living room. Nothing ever happened. I'm telling you, <laughs> I, this is what I did. I did that walk and I didn't run even. I just, yeah. I walked because it's like I was stunned. Don't pay attention to me. Yeah. Nothing's do, happening do, do, here. Do, 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 exactly. Do, do, do. <laughs> Move along. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> yes. And I came in. I went in the front door. I walked down the, the hallway. I walked through the big old dining room into the living room, sat down with the rest of the family and never said a word. Wow. Thanks so much for listening to our creepy stories this month. And stay tuned. We are far from done with the paranormal scary stuff. You'll be hearing it here and there as we go forward. Have a safe and happy Halloween, and if you're tricking and treating, don't forget about your friends at How in the Hell Did I Get Here. We love cookies, and you can find them for us at coffee.com forward slash how in the hell. Find the link at howinthehellpodcast.com. Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories. Until then, pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying, Instead of stepping onto the metal bed frame, I step onto a fleshy hand. How in the hell did I get here? Thanks again to our sponsor, The Coloring Book Coach. Find your free coloring book at thecoloringbookcoach.com. Our storytellers this week were Carrie Floden and Jenny Gardner. Thank you, Silent Partner, for our theme song, Seventh Floor Tango, our ad music, Blue Skies, and today's spooky music, Slow Shock. We found them on YouTube's Creator Library. This week's show was written, produced, and hosted by Kim A. Floden with editing help from Carrie Floden. And now, stay tuned for my other podcast, How to Fall in Love with Yourself Toolkit for the month of November. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to How to Fall in Love with Yourself Toolkit for the month of November 2019. This is an exciting month with some great themes. I'm your host, Kim A. Floden, otherwise known as the Coloring Book Coach. And the overall theme for this month is one of my favorite sentiments, which is believe in yourself. It all starts there, people. Unless you believe in yourself, you're not really going to be able to accomplish too much. You've got to believe in yourself. So just remember, you've got this, you can do this, and you're amazing. Let's move into what's happening now for the month of November. The first week of this month runs from Sunday, November 3rd and ends on Saturday the 9th. The theme for this week is, you must give up the life you planned in order to have the life that is waiting for you. That's a quote actually from Joseph Campbell. So let's unpack that a little bit. 
Um, first, the first thing that really comes to my mind is there's a great saying that if you want to make God laugh, make plans. Because truly, how many times have you planned something and it went exactly as planned? I really can't think of anything that I've done that has gone exactly as planned, but I'm kind of glad that things don't go exactly as planned because, you know, variety is the spice of life. And when things go awry, it is a chance for you to rise up and shine and and deal with it, right? It's not really what's going wrong that is such a problem. It's how we react to it. So what Joseph Campbell is saying is basically give up the life you've planned and look at what's waiting for you. I think we all get up every day with certain plans and we, if we're planning too much, we can actually miss what's actually happening in our lives. I know for me personally, one of the things I really try to do every day is go outside and just be outside in nature for, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a day without my phone, without anything else. Just sit and think, look at the clouds, watch the wind blow, listen to the birds, whatever it is. Just take some time out for yourself to, you know, to be open to what's actually occurring around you because there's so much going on and a lot more going on than we ever think. So, It's okay if you give up the life you've planned because there is a life that's waiting for you. So this first week of this month might be just a great time to kind of think about maybe what what can you give up? What can you give up and what can you open yourself to? So the second week of the month runs from Sunday, November 10th through Saturday the 16th. The theme for this week is expect nothing appreciate everything and watch your life change. You know, I have another saying that I like to uh, say is, I'm going to swear here, people. I didn't put in a swearing warning, but I am going to swear. And that is expectations will fuck you up. It's true. Um, Anytime we're having an expectation of something that doesn't go our way, this kind of harks back to week one. And it can really screw us up. And a lot of times, what I've noticed is I have expectations when I didn't even know I had expectations. I'll get somewhere and realize, oh my God, I I didn't even know I was thinking about this, but this isn't what I thought was going to be happening. So that's what I mean by expectations can fuck you up. But if you can find it clear, if you can find a way clear to Um, lose your expectations and just be super open to what's occurring and what's happening in your life, it can be amazing. Then, if you really want to ramp this up, start to appreciate everything that's happening. There's always something happening for you. It's rarely, rarely happening to you. I don't know if it's ever happening to you. I think it's always happening for us, actually. But if you can appreciate everything, I guarantee you, by dropping expectations really focusing on appreciation, you will watch your life change. Your life will change. So it's a powerful week and combine it with the theme of believing in yourself, you could really see some things happen this week. Moving into our third week, which runs from Sunday, November 17th through Saturday the 23rd, the theme this week is what are the infinite possibilities for something different to show up in my life? 
I love how this month is just hanging together with kind of a common theme because, you know, possibilities are infinite and anything can show up. And if we apply the rule from the previous week to expect nothing but appreciate everything, when something different does show up and we appreciate it, it can be a real game changer. Plus, don't lock yourself in thinking that you're just able to do XYZ because truly we have infinite possibilities in life. We all know this where we've been chugging along in one direction and all of a sudden something occurs in our life that we did not see coming and we're off in a different direction and managing it. So you can do this. Just, you know, be open to those infinite possibilities for something different to show up. When you release your expectations, it really opens up space for infinite possibilities to show up right now in your life. So keep an eye out during this third week of November because you just don't know what's going to happen. And then we have the last week of the month, which is the which runs from Sunday, November 24th through the 30th, Saturday, and includes Thanksgiving. I kind of love the saying for this week, the theme, which is, don't look back. You're not going that way. Don't look back. Um, That is so true. I mean, we all have a tendency to look back and see what's gone on and lament over things that could have been different or wish we could have changed something. But you know what? That's all great, but that's not where you're going. You've already been there. So this week, don't bother looking back. You're not going that way. Let's just look forward. Believe that we can remember that we can believe in ourselves and just know that things are okay and we can be open to what's happening and we don't need to look back anymore. And a lot of times looking back, it can be painful. Um, You know, we can get caught up in feelings of regret, shame, blame, anger, whatever. That isn't helpful for where you're at right now. This, If you are a person that does that to yourself, I'm going to say one of the things that I recommend is spending time in nature. Head outside, sit under a tree for 15 minutes, look around, take it in. Life is happening and what's already happened is what's already happened. So that's it for this month. Have a great November. And if you really want to up your game and really change your life, I have something called the Superwoman Sessions. It's a four-week program based on my coloring book journal called You've Got This Superwoman, which will change your life. There's so many, excuse me, there's so many benefits. Plus, it's super fun. You can take time out for yourself to participate in something fun and beneficial that you don't have to plan for yourself. The benefits include finding a renewed sense of accountability and accomplishment for yourself as you step forward and take positive steps to support yourself and care for yourself every week. You'll find personalized cheerleaders and new friends for support in tough times. Um, There's reasons to take care of yourself and nurture yourself. It's a safe place and it's just really a lot of fun. It's a four-week session. I do it with three people at a time 
and we meet for an hour once a week for four weeks and it's amazing and one of the things and this is really worth the price of admission is you will learn how to say no easily and effortlessly without shame or second guessing because guess what a no to someone else is a yes to you so say yes to yourself and consider doing a superwoman session Um, You can find the Superwoman Sessions on my website, visittheColoringBookCoach.com. Click on Superwoman Sessions to find out more information. Anybody who signs up now during the month of November will receive a free printed copy of the book. You've got this Superwoman, the coloring book journal, which we use in the class. And that book is about 240 pages. So it's it's a really cool coloring book journal. So... Have a great month and be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts.